Here we are. Here we are. Right. Mr. Park. Let's go. If I'm increasing my price, what options can I give to the client? Um, the price increase is an option. Um, another product or service is an option um, to divert them into. Um, another option is that you might put that up a percentage increase for current clients, but new clients coming in are a higher price, which means when, when you're delivering it to clients, it looks as though you, you basically delivering them a little bit of a goodwill gesture that you, your price is going up, but not all of the way up to what new clients coming in will be. Um, or fucking leave the business. They would be my four. Um, they would be my four. My chosen one. Oh, well, listen, you could deliver all of that. Do you know what I mean? Like an easy way of going about things is delivering another product or service alongside it. Um, I think we've talked about it a few times. Um, and then to give context on the price increase. So say, for example, you're increasing your price by 10 to 20, let's say 20% um, for all existing clients. And then you make that jump because you've not in, you've not increased your prices at all before. Um, but new clients coming in are going to be 30% higher than the, the original cost that you've got right now. Um, that's just one example of the, the way you can go about it. But Summary is offer another product or service and show the staggered kind of price and give them the option of that. Um, leave the business. What was the other one? Can't remember. Anything else you'd add? Mm -mm. If a client was to leave the business out of the blue, would you send a few? No way, it's weird this. I wrote a post about this and didn't post it. Um, if a client was to leave the business out of the blue, would you send a feedback form to them to thank you, thank them for their support? Why is it not showing the rest of the fucking question? There you go. Thank them for their support, but also get feedback on what, on why they left and what they would improve. Uh, yes, I would. Yep, very simply. Yes, I would. Yeah, or like even with, like as a client leaves, oh no, it's out of the blue, isn't it? Yeah. Hi. What's the main thing you see successful coaches do? A standout trait they all have, maybe. It's so weird. This. Have you seen the social media thing? I've wrote a post about this. Uh, I know I put it out last week. There. Uh, right. I'm gonna go off the hook. Right. Main successful PTs will be very consistent with their marketing inputs and not focus so much on the outcome. They will be really consistent in multiple different mediums, like highly consistent on social media, um, highly consistent if they're in the gym on the gym floor, um, and yet relentlessly consistent with their marketing. Highly successful PTs will be very much client-centered and client-led, which means um, they... As they onboard a client into the business, they will put the emphasis on understanding the person and matching the service that that person needs that is completely specific to them. Um, 
Yeah, a, a highly successful PT creates autonomy with their clients all the time, in my opinion. Um, they'll do that quite a bit. Um, a highly successful PT, in my opinion, will have a clear plan, like specifically of what it is that they want to achieve and have steps in place to, to make that happen. And my last one, and I'll hand over to Nick for any more, is highly successful PT will probably have gone through a really bad stage of poor time management, being burnt out physically, mentally, and would have amended that to control and dictate their own boundaries. Um, I sometimes think that we need to go through that to get better at it, but they control their own schedule and don't have um, clients dictate it onto them. They've got really strong boundaries for themselves. So they're like three, four, five things that I think um, successful PTs would have in place. And I think alternative to that as well, additionally to that is they will know that they need to consistently upskill themselves, not overwhelm themselves with information, but pick one or two things that they want to add to their skill set or knowledge a year and home in on them one or two things. Anything you would add to that? No. Well, well, well. Pass the <laughs> test. I was trying to hunt for my post that I put out about that point and I fucking couldn't find it. So it distracted me whilst I was answering that one. Um, oh, what's the best Christmas film? There's only one. There's only one. Don't disappoint me. Um, Elf. Oh, that's a good one, actually. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have that. I was going to say Home Alone. Oh, I did think that, but... Mm. Um, when collecting feedback from clients, what questions should I include? Should it be anonymous for more honest feedback or individualised so I can tailor my service to each person? I swear these are similar questions to last week because that's where I got my content ideas from. Um, right. It should be anonymous, yeah. Absolutely, so you get more honest feedback. What questions should I use? Should it be anonymous? No, I think the whole point of getting critical feedback, because that's what you want, the whole point of getting critical feedback is that you then unpack that and can create options and actions off the back of it to improve your coaching, your service, your communication and all of that. So I would sit down and work out what you want to find out first. Like, do you want to find out about um, how you onboarded, how you onboard people into the business and get feedback on that? Do you want to find out about your programming? Do you want to find out about the the um, the features that they use within the business and how much they value them? Um, do you want to find out about your communication and if it's good enough and if it's not good enough, all of that type of stuff? Um, do you want to find out about how satisfied they are with the service? So list things that you want to find out and then make sure that you ask for critical-based feedback with your questions. So an example of that would be, what can I improve about my communication? to you um, through the checking process. And then you would give multiple options of what you think you can improve and then click another box, for example, for them to suggest anything that you've missed. What could I improve about the programs that I deliver to you um, away from our sessions if they're a gym floor-based client? 
Um, and then you'd list some options and then another box for them to comment. Um, how would you rate my ser overall service delivery? Get them to rate, let's say on a star rating. If free or below, what could I improve? So you want to ask questions like that, that digs out them that critical feedback. Um, so then you can look at it and go, right, actually, that's a really valid example of what I could improve. Or they've voted really high here in my communication could be better in the checking process. Instead of it being email, it can be varied across video, voice notes, um, a group session, a call, whatever it is. Um, so you've got then measurable actions that you can go on and improve and they can feel that improvement in the business. I think doing a survey this time of year is a really good idea because you can take that information, apply the improvements. And once you start to apply the improvements, that will give you the legs for um, the legs. I don't know where that just come from. That will give you the um, leg up. I think I was going to get still don't make any fucking sense um, to do a price increase, for example, in the new year. So, um, so yeah, what and how can I improve? How would you rate the overall delivery? How would you rate X, Y, Z to get tangible feedback that you can build on? You don't want them just blowing smoke up your ass as much as it's great for the ego. It does fuck all for the business. Anything you'd add, Nicholas? No. How to support my client who struggles with self-belief and low self-confidence. I'm actively listening to her and ask reflective and open questions, then guide her from there. She sounds better after, then after two day, a few days, she asks if I can help her with that again. I feel like we are not getting anywhere. Thanks. Um, I think you need to move your, or flex your expectations because lack of self-belief, lack of low self-confidence, that isn't something that's going to be turned around, changed over weeks and months. It's going to take a long time. So I think what you're doing is the right thing to do. And I think you continue doing that. I don't think you deviate from that. I think you've just got to move your expectations. And also I think, you know, you, I think you're doing the right things in regards to actively listening to her and asking her reflective questions and open questions back to her. Um, and I think that's where you lie. I don't think you move outside of that lane, to be honest, um, because you're kind of verging on psychology, therapists' area of expertise. But I think what you're doing and helping her is bang on. I just think move your expectations because that that's formed from years and years and years not weeks so it's um i think you just be there for a lot you're doing so i think you're doing the right thing mm, good point that good response well done i'll give you that um go on my question next oh sorry wrong one um for client Monthly reviews, I am thinking about creating a monthly review form for clients to fill out, then give them the option to book a call if they want to. Is it okay to make the calls optional or do you think I should insist on having one each month? I think it's okay to, to make the calls optional. All I would say is make sure that when you roll it out, you roll it out properly to your clients, not just throw it out there and expect them to understand what it is, why it's there and what that means to them. Um, and how it could benefit them moving forward. So 
I would make sure that you over communicate what it is, why it's there, the benefits of it and all of that type of stuff. Um, so when you do roll it out, make sure that you do that. I would, the way I would go about it as well to make sure the right people are getting it from the start is get your accountability document up on the dashboard and rate your clients in, in order of adherence, accountability, consistency, motivation, like you do on the dashboard. Um, and then off the back of that, any clients that are red or predominantly amber, I would then have conversations with them, not pushing it on them, just basically leading them towards, would this benefit you moving forward? Um, for clients who struggle with consistency, motivation, all of that, it, it clearly sounds like that then, then people will probably need to go back over goal setting um, at least once a month, which is predominantly what the review is. Um, so yeah, that's how I would go about it. Over-communicate what it is, because otherwise it's just a feature that, and that they will ignore and they're not doing that on purpose. They just don't know what it means to them. Um, over-communicate what it is um, and then meet the clients where they're at. Have conversations with them. Like, for example, if you're having coaching conversations with your clients in sessions or on through check-ins and all of that, start to pick up on things. Like if they've consistently hit the same barrier, it might be worth exploring that barrier in a review and making a plan for it moving forward. If a client is struggling post-Christmas, for example, to get motivated again and start again because they've had a bit of a break, it might be a wise decision for that type of client or them type of clients to have a review to get them going because then it's goal setting and so on. So treat it case by case. You can absolutely make it optional, but make sure you over-communicate the meaning behind it. Um, no question fat email on the way hope you both have a belt in christmas enjoy your break looking forward to smashing 2023 with you boys thanks for everything so far that's nice isn't it um a fat email on the way though best tips to choose the order in which to prioritize tasks bloody hell that's a million dollar question isn't it um i think first of all write every task down out of your head onto paper onto a document whatever if you go to the time management section of the course you can download a priority matrix which basically helps you do uh, oh look no i'm too none i'm too late sorry that's weird how freaky that was someone's oh, yeah. just filled out the check-in and done that anyway um and essentially that helps you prioritize the tasks that you've got um, from important and urgent all the way down to non-important and non-urgent. Um, so I think the first thing is get everything down on paper. The second thing is checking with your goals. Um, like what is the immediate kind of goals you want to achieve? What tasks align to achieving that goal? They will probably start to be um, something consistent and a priority that you get done maybe first in a day maybe little bits every day um, and then just work through that task list and also be also be very conscious of not everything has to be on that list to be done that week or that month you know and I think what you've got to do when you go through it is almost sense check the risk of right if that task isn't done until next month is that going to directly impact the goals moving forward if it's a no then park it till next month for example if it's a yes then factor that in so very simply brain them everything down realign with your goals if your goals aren't clear enough that's going to constantly 
um, it's never going to help with you not being able to prioritize your tasks. It's always going to cause confusion and conflict. So that's the first starting point. Um, get your schedule up, get the list down, even start to then break down bigger tasks um, into small, smaller manageable chunks um, each day or whatever that looks like to you. So that's how to do that. Anything you'd add? No, that apart from most people know what to do when it comes to stuff like that, but just don't give themselves the time out to do it. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Um, some top questions then this week. Really good questions. There were. Any final thoughts? Merry Christmas. Oh, this is the last one, isn't it? It's the last one. The last Ever. one. Ever, no. Last one of 2022. It is. No. After how many, how have we done this year? Must be 60 or 70 this year. What episodes? Mm. Not bad, that, is it? It's not bad, is it? It's not bad to say no one listens. Yeah. Dave does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I upload the wrong file. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you do that quite often, to be fair to you. Uh, it's the new map. At least once a month. Yeah, well, um, those, isn't it? You know what I mean? Do it deliberately, I do. Deliberately. 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 <laughs> deliberately. Oh, deliberately. Right. deliberately. Um, right, then. Let's, let's leave it there. Let's leave it there. Deliberately. Deliberately. Go on, fuck off. See you in a bit. Laters, Anthony.